pretty hard to notice around here because it's hallmarks like students going back to school or trees shedding their leaves or the weather changing. Like all of these things tend to happen pretty spread out calendar-wise, although we did have some cold and rain last week. But for me, regardless of the weather, and regardless of what the calendar says, there is one unmistakable start to fall. And that is the appearance of pumpkin everything at Trader Joe's. <laughs> when these pop up for me, that is the beginning of fall. Now, when they show up, they, they get very, I get very excited because I love this stuff. Um, and so if you have a fall favorite from Trader Joe's, please find me afterwards and let me know what it is because, you know, the season is so short and there's just not enough time to try all that good stuff. So um, please let me know your favorites before they leave because, you know, the pumpkin spice tea comes and then it graces us for a few months. And then it goes until Trader Joe's tells me that it's fall again. Seasons and the changes and transitions that are inherent to them. There's so much that God has for us in seasons and change and transitions. Today, on this significant day at Highway, as we consider a lead pastor candidate and vote, we're going to reflect on seasons, transitions, and change. Well, consider the way that these are gifts and consider what the Holy Spirit might have for us as a highway community in this moment in time. Seasons are a part of the normal rhythm of life. And not only are they seen throughout life, they're also seen throughout scripture. In fact, the pervasiveness of seasons is actually named in scripture. We find this in Ecclesiastes 3 verses 1 through 8, which says... There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. This passage, it gets at the presence of seasons in all of life. And the author even uses a rhythmic cadence, which gets at the rhythm of the seasons. Seasons and cycles are found throughout the breath of life. There's a time for everything. And there's a season for every activity. Why is this? I think we can find some insight in the context of the flood narrative in Genesis. After God sent rain on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights, after the waters receded, Noah then built an altar to God. 
We see how God interacts with the sacrifice in Genesis 8:21. We read, The Lord smelled a pleasing aroma and said in his heart, Never again will I curse the ground because of the humans, even though every inclination of the human heart is evil from childhood. And never again will I destroy all living creatures as I have done. God breathed in Noah's sacrifice and was so moved that he decided he'd never destroy all living creatures with water ever again. He promises this even though humanity is thoroughly inclined to evil. We didn't deserve this promise. It was given to us by God's mercy. As we continue on in verse 22, we see another promise, an act of mercy from God. He goes on and says, As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. Not only does God reestablish living creatures after the flood, he reestablishes seasons and cycles, which surely were interrupted by that. Seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. He, he sets all of these rhythms back into motion. The reestablishment of seasons is a merciful act of God, just as his promise was not to destroy the earth with water ever again. Seasons are gifts given to humanity by God's great mercy. And so, it isn't surprising that we see seasons everywhere. Now, all this said, sometimes the changing seasons don't feel like gifts. The idea of a perpetual spring can be really appealing. When things are in bloom and buzzing with life, that can feel so good. But the reality is that seasons of renewal and growth are often followed by seasons of dormancy and even dying. So what's the gift in that? Let's take a look at horticulture as we consider this question. One of my favorite flowers are hydrangeas. These come from perennial shrubs, and they are just stunning when they are in bloom. Now, several years ago, Ted and I decided to plant something in a dirt patch just to the left of our front door. So I went to a local nursery, and I found this. There it is. <laughs> this is a picture that I texted Ted back in July of 2015. I'm standing beside this hydrangea to show him its scale, and I'm hoping to get a thumbs up to purchase it. Well, I got one quickly, and I brought it home, and I planted it, and I loved it. For at least the first four or five months. Then, to my great disappointment, around about November or December, it started to die back. The flowers started to dry up and lose their color. Eventually, they fell away, along with most of its leaves, which by this point were totally brown. So now, each time I walked by my front door, I walked by these tall sticks with a few pathetic dried-up leaves dangling off of them. And if that wasn't bad enough, a few weeks later, our gardener told us that it's time to prune the sticks down. Like, pretty much all the way down. 
Now, I never took a picture of it in the state because, like, why? It didn't look very good. Um, but I did find this picture online, which pretty much captures it. My sticks were much shorter, though. I basically had a stump. Now, I agreed to this pruning because I was told that it would be necessary in order for this bush to grow and bloom well in the coming spring. Now, I know this is a fact because one year I insisted on leaving the sticks long and sure enough, that shrub got leggy or overly tall with fewer leaves and flowers than normal in the following year. There are no shortcuts or perhaps more accurately said, there are no long cuts that I know of to circumvent this process. Since then, Every year, we prune that hydrangea to short sticks. And when I walk by it in that state, which is often because, again, it's by the front door, when I walk by it, it's just a little bit painful. But I know that pruning is necessary for growth. And I know that spring is coming. Seasons of change and transitions that mark them, they, they can be exciting as we think of a new future, and they can also be hard, even as we have hope and anticipation for what lies ahead. Even though we know that spring is coming, no matter our emotional interaction with change, which can be varied and complex, transitions can be stretching in so many ways. But in them, in them are invitations to take notice of how we're responding to change. Transitions provide awareness opportunities. We can get good insight as we pause to become aware of what's going on within us, whether good or bad or ugly. Transitions are often out of our control by some measure or in some aspect. And as part of this, they can bring us beyond our comfort zones. In this, we might notice things that we're holding on to too tightly Things like comfort or control or projecting a certain image, for example. Now, these things are not necessarily bad in and of themselves, but when our desires for them reach unhealthy levels, when we grasp onto them so tightly that poor choices are being made, or they are barriers to seeing people or situations well, or if they become idols, well then, they are the bad and the ugly. Interior issues can be hard to see when things are in bloom, but times of transitions provide unique opportunities to become aware of them because there can be fewer or maybe even no flowers or leaves in the way. When the foliage is gone and the props of life have fallen away, the stuff we'd rather not see can be more readily apparent. It's so important to become aware of these things because as we become aware of our brokenness, there's an invitation to experience repair in Christ, to experience transformation in that season of change. Let's look back again at what this could look like in those bad and ugly examples as they are rewritten. 
We can, for example, seek and receive comfort in Christ's sufficient presence in ways we hadn't experienced before when the things that comforted us in the past are gone. We can seek and receive rest in God's gracious sovereignty as we remember that ultimately he is in control. We can seek and receive fulfillment in our identity as God's image bearer when we feel we're not projecting the wise or confident or joyful or maybe even sorrowful image, whatever image we consider to be ideal in that season of change. We can find fulfillment in God's image. We can come to God with awareness of our needs and to do that in supplication as we look to him to fill those needs in ways that only he can. Through the spirit, we can experience transformation in our awareness of the bad and the ugly, which is not only important to the current season, but also vital for the stuff in the seasons ahead. And we can also meet God in the good. While times of transition can reveal some tough stuff to see, it can also bring out the best of us. We sometimes dig deeper in times of change than we ever imagined that we could, perhaps because we haven't had to before. The depth and beauty of what emerges from within us can be so surprising even to us. Maybe that could look like courage or patience or peace that surpasses all understanding, for example. To experience these things in times that there's no earthly reason to experience them. We can draw close to God in gratitude and wonder as we marvel at the gift of holding these things in our hearts through the movement of the Holy Spirit. And also, we can see this inexplicable good in others. We can encounter God as we see him actively at work in us and all around us, in other people and in circumstance. We can see and be so thankful for his gracious hand in the breadth of life as he makes all things new. Seasons of change and transition are gifts. Seasons are gifts because they draw us close to God. This can be through awareness of the good, the bad, and the ugly. This could be through sitting it with him as we bring our hopes and fears, our joys and our sadnesses, and all of our emotions to Jesus who empathizes with us. This could be through leaning on him as things feel unsteady or finding rest in him during restless times. St. Augustine, a 4th century theologian and philosopher, wrote, You have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they find rest in you. Our creator God created us for himself, and we can only find true rest in him. There are so many ways we can encounter God during transitions. It's important to seek those out and press into them because they're the good stuff in the soil of seasons. And God uses them. He, he tills them into us to prepare us for the season ahead, to yield newness and flourishing and new life that we wouldn't have experienced otherwise because sometimes there are no shortcuts. One of the many beautiful things about being made in God's triune image 
is that we are made to be in community. And as we move through transition as a church family, we can encounter God and his gifts, not just individually, but communally. Highway. We have been through a lot of change together. A lot of blossoming, a lot of pruning. We've been through campus openings and campus closures and consolidations. The addition of staff and budget realities and life transitions that have led to fewer staff. We've grown with additions to our church family and we've seen folks move on. But you know, throughout, God has been so faithful and he's continually prepared us for what lies ahead. And in this moment in time, he's doing the same. In this time of transition and change, God is preparing us for what's next, for the glory of his kingdom. Now, exactly what is that? What exactly does God have in store for Highway? Well, let's take a look back again at Ecclesiastes 3. After God reveals that there's a time for everything and a season for every activity, verse 11 tells us he has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. God works through the seasons to make everything beautiful. We don't know all the details of what he has for us next at Highway, but that's okay, because we know he's making things beautiful and in its proper time, in ways unfathomable. And we're invited to be a part of that, and God is preparing us for that right now. And also, in this season, God is inviting us to draw close to him. We're invited to receive the gift of encountering God by leaning on him together, even and especially as we don't know the details of the future. We're going to close out our morning by doing this as a church family through corporate prayer. It'll be a time for us to connect with God in awareness and thankfulness and supplication as we pray for our church, and as we center ourselves on and lean on him during this time of transition. There will be space to pray out loud if you'd like to. And if you'd like to, to do that, feel free to remain seated and to pray where you are in your seat. As we begin, I'd like to take a moment in silence. You're welcome to close your eyes if you like. And I invite you to consider what is the Spirit inviting us to become aware of in our church community in this time of transition? What is good? What are the things for which we're thankful? And what are the areas that we could grow? What are our needs? Let's take a moment in silence and reflect.
And now, Highway family, let's lift up prayers of gratitude for the good that we see here at our Highway community and thankfulness for all that God is doing for us as a body in this moment. Feel free to pray those silently or out loud. And now, let's lift up prayers of supplication. Let's pray for the things the Spirit is revealing that we need. Perhaps repairs in areas that seem broken or anything that you want to bring before God. Perhaps an area of repair could be growing in trust or patience, or obedience, or for God to meet us in our hopes, and our fears, or whatever it is that we may be experiencing right now. Loving and gracious Father, thank you for all you are doing in us and for all that you are doing for us in this season of change. You have been so faithful and so close. 
Jesus, we need you. The things we truly need, we can find in you. And I pray that we will seek and experience fulfillment and rest in you as a church body. That we lean on you right now. Would you draw highway close to you? Holy Spirit, prepare our hearts for the beautiful thing that's ahead, for the glory of God's kingdom. Thank you for the gifts you've folded into this season of change for us. Thank you for preparing us for what you have ahead. For it's in Jesus' matchless name we pray. Amen. Amen.